What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy and subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, Mike C-Rock. I'm in the house. I got Magdalena Cali in the house. I think I pronounced that right. Callie. Correct. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So, uh, guys, I'm so excited to have her. We met in Clubhouse, a uh, great new app. And, um, you know, I looked at her profile and it said she was a motivational speaker and hypnotist. And I was, uh, you know, obviously I'm always interested in hypnotism. So I wanted to get her on here, help her or allow her to share her story and, and find out what she's made of. So Magdalena, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here and, you know, share my story and hear your story as well. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, the thing about you that I liked is, is that when I asked you to come on um, and I gave you the link to schedule, most people are pushing them out a month, two months. You're like, nope, we're going tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so we let's both roll. Know. We both know if we don't do it tomorrow, we'll probably never do it. Come on. Like everybody's so busy. It's always something in the way. We both meet new people, new challenges, right? New things happen. So if I want to do something, it's the same uh, when we talk about dating, right? If a guy likes a girl, he'll get her. He won't wait. Right. So if you want something, you don't wait. I wanted to speak to you. I was excited to meet you and to dig in deeper into certain topics with you. So I said, let's do it tomorrow. Awesome. Well, I love that. Thank you so much. And we always start the show with the question. And I'll do this with you now. What are you made of, Magdalena? I am made of love, pain, and experience. I love it. So, you know, I got to dig deeper, right? So let's get into that. Uh, Why love? Why pain? Why experience? Give me some background. What's your story? Everybody's got a story. What's your story? Pain is the absence of love. And I had a lot of pain in my life. And it taught me that love is the only thing that multiplies, although we share it. So the more pain I had, the more love I gave and the more love multiplied and came back to me and healed me. So me healing others, I healed myself. And this all together, you know, is an ongoing experience. The experience never ends. I think it even continues, you know, in our past life. We will experience something, I believe so. So yeah, pain, love and experience. Um, I think I connect to a lot of people because sometimes somebody tells you a really sad story and people say like, oh, damn, bro, that's tough. You know, I'm sorry. But how do people react that if you share a story with them have been through the same? How would someone react that got their heart broken so bad that they lost everything or lost weight and couldn't work, didn't want to live anymore? We're just sad, so sad. How does someone react when you tell them you lost a parent or, you, you know, somebody close to you passed away and they tell you, dude, this happened to me too, this and this. It's just a different talk. Which doesn't mean that you cannot, you know, connect to people that maybe haven't been through these things. But especially in our fields too, a lot of coaches, a lot of teachers, a lot of podcasters, they talk a lot all day long because they read many books and they're good. But you can tell the worst thing that happened to them is the family dog pass or maybe grandma, which is sad. Don't get me wrong. But they don't know what it means to fucking almost die from pain. Someone is going to be, you know, ripped out of your life by an accident or, or you lose your parent or or 
someone that you love so dearly just says, you know, I don't care about you anymore, or you lose your job, or you're almost homeless. That's a different vibe. And if you talk to someone that has been through this, and it's funny, I'm, I, I often feel it before I even know, like, I don't know much about you, but I know, I know you've been, you know, in the darkness, you've seen the dark. I see it in your eyes. I see the love you have, the compassion, how you speak, you know, to, to the people that follow you and they listen to you, how much you want to give. The more we miss, the more we want to give, the more love we miss, the more love we want to give. And it's funny. If you want to know more about a person that you maybe like or look up to, see what they post, see what they talk about the most, because actually this is what they need to hear as well. So if you look that's, at my profile, my Twitter, that's you know, so true. I sound man. so smart, but in the end, I should listen to myself. All right, you pre- you're preaching to yourself, right? hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say that all the time, man. That's so true. So true. Uh, you know, I, I noticed that about myself and then I start looking at it with other people and, and I say sometimes like, some so people will be looking up to a celebrity or they'll be looking up to some high profile coach or, or something and they're looking right. up to them and, and have them on this pedestal. But when you realize what you just said, and then you look at their account and you're like, oh, <clears throat> that poor soul, you know, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. So now it's time for you to connect with my audience. So take us back, share like some of your pain. What did, where did some of your pain come from? All right. So first, when I was almost six years old, my dad passed away from, I think it's pancreatic cancer, some, some kind of mean stomach cancer. Um, I was, I was not even six yet. You know, my where, dad was the first. Where, where were you? In Germany, in, in Germany. Germany. So I, from Germany, my mom is Polish and my mom always spoke Polish to me. And both my parents were jazz musicians. So I come from a musician's family. My mom played in the jazz bar upstairs on a luxury uh, cruise ship. And my dad was leading the big band a few floors further. And when the big band was done with the show, you know, they finished the musicals and the Frank Sinatra night, all the musicians went upstairs to the bar to get, you know, effed up, like, let's, let's, let's kick it. Right. And this was where my mom was playing. And then my mom's, uh, my dad saw my mom and that was it. It was over. The rest is history. And then, um, you know, I I had an amazing childhood. I was very happy. I was surrounded by music. I would go with my parents uh, to concerts when, when they would perform. I was, I was traveling a lot with them. Best time ever. And then he suddenly passed away. This cancer came and just literally killed him. It came within three months. He was, I think, six foot two, tall, strong, bold by choice. Like he was a beast. Two, three months, boom, he was he was gone. He was half his half his weight, half his it was just over. And um this was uh, this was uh, indescribable. And and I started to stutter after that. So this was how I coped with the with the situation. Because my dad got a lot of attention by being sick and later passed away. My mom got a lot of attention as being the widow. And as terrible as it sounds, me as a child, I needed attention. So naturally, I found something that would get me attention back, which was then stuttering. So I did that for a long time. And I saw therapists and stuff. And and it's funny because the more I healed, the less I stuttered. So it's not really that the therapy helped me, but actually the healing. healing and then I didn't need yeah. it anymore, right? That's why a lot of people, a lot of people, they maybe think they're sick or they're depressed. The problem is not always interesting, the root. And sometimes if you, if you heal the root, right, then the problem is gone. Um, so this was the first thing that was, that was pretty crazy. And then after that, my mom fell into this uh, mindset of, you know, the glass is half empty, always a negative perspective. She's like, I call her like the, the infinite widow. So my dad passed in 94. She's still alone. It's 2021. She never dated. And my mom, my mom was hot, man, tiny, blonde musician. <laughs> She's now 79. If you would see her, you would not believe. You would be like, there's no way. My parents also got me very late. My mom was 45. My dad was 50. And you was and only I one, one child? One child? One child, yeah. Okay. I don't think I was planned because, you know, there were traveling musicians. And at some point, probably my mom thought, oh, I guess, you know, it won't happen. And then boom, peace, I came. And um, so 
yeah, this was this was this was pretty tough. And then, uh, so my mom, you know, we always model our parents. I'm, I'm sure you can agree that a lot of us talk shit about our parents, and then we get older, and they were like, "I am my mother," <laughs> right? Yeah. Or I yeah, am my yeah, dad. Yeah. Like yeah. literally, the stuff you made fun about earlier, now you do. So a lot of things that I would make fun of my mom of, um, I do now, and I'm like, "Oh no, oh no, oh no." So she had the, she has this very very sad mindset, and she never really snapped out of it. Um. Then later on, because I came from this musician family, I studied performing arts. Thank God I didn't have to fight with my mom to do something proper, right? My mom was like, yeah. musicals, singing, dancing, that's it, you go. So I studied um, and then I became a you know certified musical actress. I was pretty successful. And then all of our all of our dreams, like my dream came true. I got hired at the West End, which is in London, which is the European Broadway, right? New York has the Broadway, London has the West End. There's nothing else for musical dancers yeah. and singers yeah. in Europe. And then I have a knee accident. I go to training, to a jazz training. We practice split jumps, split turns. It's like a, you do a split in the air really quick and you turn. Yeah. Boom. I fall on my goddamn face. Oh, my goddamn knee. It, may, <laughs> oh, man. it was the loudest I, I'm sound. not laughing at that happened, but the way you said it was funny. <laughs> it looked funny. I, it, it did look funny because I, 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 I landed like all cricket and like, like an idiot. Uh, and then, yeah, I ripped. I think it was an ACL, meniscus, front, back, side, front. Everything was done. And... Um, they wanted me to be in a wheelchair for three months to not put any weight on it so it heals properly. And I said, no, I'm like, I'm not touching a wheelchair. I'm like, I just can't. Like, it's, 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 I cannot. I'm a professional dancer. I cannot. So they said, well, yeah, you can use crutches slowly, but the healing process will be longer. I may, might be not as well, not as good. I'm like, I don't care. I cannot be in a wheelchair. Right. I cannot. I, I, I'm so, I cannot. And I feel for these people that, you know, end up in wheelchairs and freaking, you know, rock their life and do everything they do. That's they're they're to me, the people I think I look up to the most, these people that had accidents or something, you know, and can't walk anymore because this is my biggest nightmare. And um, so I had those crutches and then, you know, it started, I fell into depression. I started drinking because, you know, how, my how whole old scene, were you? How old were you? And this was 2008. So I'm like, what, you know, 18, 17, 18. I just finished studies, 18, 19. So in my field, most of the guys were gay, right? All the dancers. So I was out every night with the gay guys, just drinking sweet, sugary alcohol, not moving. Did some of them? Did some of them? Crutches. Did some of them pretend to be gay just to, to hang out with you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. By then, <laughs> I didn't know if before, you ever felt like experienced that a, or not. <laughs> this was before a lot of plastic surgery, so I wasn't as cute because I did spend a lot of money on myself. And then I was cute, but I well, missed well, a lot. well, well. The reason I say that there's a movie called Boat Trip. And uh, the the guys Horatio Sands and Cuba Gooding Jr. pretend they're gay so they can go on this uh this this cruise or something to to pick up women. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I had anyway. I have a lot of friends actually that, that that do that. It really works on us. So that's some hard <laughs> advice. It, it, the, the whole gay thing actually does work on us. Oh, um, um, so yeah, so that was that, and then boom, I gained weight. Now suddenly I'm 35 kilos. What is that? 70 pounds more. Easy. If you just eat, you don't move, you drink this sweet alcohol. It's not even that I was drinking hard liquor, but pina colada here, caipirinha there, you know, this, this sweet, tasty stuff. Yeah. And then boom, now I'm unemployed with a damaged knee and fat and sad. <laughs> so, um, so I started to, okay, find reasons, uh, find ways what to do now. So I tried therapy, talking to these people forever, psychologists, psychiatrists. I tried some of these, uh, this crazy people medicine that only makes you more fat and tries to cure depression when, when, when none of that really helps. And then I got hypnosis, problem solved. I see all the other options I have. I see that I can learn from this, teach others. I can motivate others. I can be proof that life isn't over after something, you know, hits you really bad. So this was the first time I got in touch with this. So I changed my life. I got into coaching. And then I started to go into, I was like, okay, I can't do theater anymore. I can do movies. 
So I started to go into movies. I started to lose weight. I, I picked my life up. I was pretty successful then in movies. Then the whole reality show thing started, right? Then they found me. I became like this reality show person. You know, those people that are famous, nobody knows why. There was yeah. me. Where was that? On in, every in, show. in Germany or in that, Europe? That is still Germany. Yeah, that's still yeah. Germany. But everything that airs in Germany airs in Switzerland and Austria at the same time. So you cover like three countries, which makes it actually a big, a big market. Gotcha. And then I started to come to LA because then I was successful in movies. So then the next step was like, well, let's see if we can maybe, you know, do a little something in, in America since you're, you're pretty successful in those movies in Germany. And, and I wasn't shooting like shitty movies. I was doing actual legit stuff. So then I started to come to LA, visit back and forth, back and forth. And then I met this guy, um, German as well, living in LA. And he was on a reality show called Goodbye Germany. It's a show about people, about Germans that leave Germany to succeed somewhere in the world, to start a business, to leave everything behind, to just go somewhere. He was featured on the show. And I just started to be featured on the show because they started to follow me. Will Maggie make it in Hollywood? Can this actress, you know, bring her success from Europe into the uh, American market and all that stuff? So then we liked each other. Then we started dating. Then the show finds out that me from the show and uh, that him from the show and me from the show start dating. So they freak out. They're like, oh, my God, now they're dating. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going back and forth at some point. You know, Homeland Security was like, you've been here quite a bit as a tourist. That's kind of we don't we do not support that. (laughs) So then they cut me off. I couldn't come back to America. Drama, drama, drama. TV is filming all this. It's a big drama. People love it. And then um, he comes to Germany and surprises me with a proposal. So we married because we really liked each other. We wanted to see where this is going. And he said, I'll rather be divorced than never try and see what could have been with you. Because he was already living in LA. I was still a German citizen. Let me hold on, stop for a second, because I want to ask you a question. So the tension that you got from them saying, oh, they're dating, they're dating. Was that good for your career at that point? Like, you know, for them to be all over that with the, the, you know, interest of that. Yeah. I didn't really care because I was still uh, so much in love. It was this amazing time where anything connected to a new partner is dope. Like, let's say your partner is collecting bugs in the forest. You're like, dope, let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're yeah. just like so in this pink cloud. I yeah. didn't really mind. And of course, it pushed both of our, both of ours, um, you know, um, being known and, and we got more screen time. And we had, and then we started to have a own show, you know, just about us, just about our life in LA. And then, yeah, fast forward, I think we were married for uh, almost f- for five years together for six. Then we got divorced. Fame got to his head a little bit. He also had a few demons he was fighting with, um, which I tried to help him. But, you know, you can only help someone if they want help. That's also yeah. what I learned, right? We cannot yeah. help someone. When people come to me with hypnosis and say, I want to quit smoking. I'm like, really? They're like, well, yeah, my wife and my daughter tell me to. I'm like, see well, you next time. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's Mike croc.com forward slash book go get a copy and share it with your friends and family it will change lives guys i will not let you down now back to the show it's not just want help they got to believe help is a good thing right they got to believe help is possible a lot of people don't believe help is possible right it's not they may want help but they just don't think it's possible yeah and you can't do it for others yeah everything i do i can't do it for you i can't do it to impress you i need to do it because i want to do it because i feel it so, um, yeah, so we got divorced. That was 2018. And then um, since then, I pretty much picked up everything I put aside. I'm, I'm very codependent. If I love someone, I push them a lot and put myself aside, which I don't mind because I'm a big, I have the supporter gene. I, I just love it. I love to like, I don't know. I just love it. It, it maybe comes still from the musical thing, you know, ensemble, singing together, like the unity makes the beauty. I think that's still like some kind of programming I have. So I love to support others. I love groups in general. If I would have the chance to put a show on stage 
I would never put myself alone. I want an ensemble. I want people singing and dance. You know, I love this unity thing. Is codependency um, a bad thing? Yes and no. It makes you very loving, very compassionate. It makes you the probably best friend and best partner in the world, but it destroys you. And will eventually these demons will haunt you and then turn you into not being the best friend, not being the best partner in the world. Although your core is so pure and so full of love. So right. I like to use this example. It's oldie but goldie. It's stupid, but I think it hits it off. It hits the nail on the um, airplane, you know, oxygen masks. As much as you love your family, as much as you want to help everyone on the plane, if you don't put it on your fir yourself first, you'll faint and it's over and everybody dies. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you know for one second, think about yourself first, you can now breathe. And think and now help others. Right. It's right. stupid, but that's how it is, man. We yeah. have to heal ourselves. We have to love ourselves before we try to be this Messiah helping others. It doesn't work. I tried it. I tried to love and help others because I had not none of that for myself. I failed. And the moment I started to genuinely love myself, respect myself, give myself some credit, this is when I became more successful. This is when I could help more people. It's yeah. it's it's just it's just the thing. So, it really is a thing. So what's uh the the hypnotist? being hypnotized and all that, did you just do it one time or did you have to do it several times for you to, for yourself? Every time, one time, if you have a good hypnotist um, and people ask me, how long does a session take? It takes as long as you talk. If it's just about smoking, it's one minute. If it's deep anchor trauma, maybe walk you through some people that you need to let go of. It might take 30 minutes. It might take an hour, but it's, it, it always depends on how much I have to talk about, you know? And um, yeah, and then I got divorced. I finally could put myself first, which was, which was fine, which was cool, which was a cool feeling. And then I uh, pushed my coaching more. And then I met another incredibly talented hypnotist. He, he's 22 right now. He'll be the next Tony Robbins. He's also huge on Clubhouse and incredible talent. And he told me, Maggie, I think you, could be, you would be good at hypnosis. I'm like, bro, chill. Like, I'm good at coaching. I like to motivate people. But this is like, you guys are amazing. I don't think he, and he was like, no, no, no. It's not just the technique. It's this mi mix of authority, but also winning people over, having compassion, making people trust you. And you have this. People do love you thought about it well then i agreed he started teaching me i i had him then a few other mentors and i turned out to be super talented not just that i worked hard to learn it i really put in the effort but i turned out to be a talent so right away i did things other people do or cannot do after years of studying and then from there it just went up 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 i helped more and more people the word spread you know german tv again like oh you know because they maybe thought that after my my divorce i'll, I'll be like like broken and sad and all of that i was sad but but not like um not as people expected because again my inner core maybe felt this is right it's time for you now it's time for yourself yeah. you did so much for others all your life and yeah and and i what i like the most about it is not just helping people it's actually a little selfish but i think it's so dope to do something not a lot of people do i was a singer wow crazy i was an actress wow you've never seen a blonde actress crazy but now i go somewhere they look at me you know i i might have this instagram blonde girl look right they're like so what are you, an actress? I'm like, I'm a hypnotist. Boom. They're like, hold on. What? Right away, you have attention. You have something to talk about. People it's are altitude. interested. Altitude. Altitude. I call yeah. that altitude. It's so yeah. much fun. And that's yeah, why I always yeah. tell people, before you do, before you try to be one of a billion, maybe try to find something that not a lot of people do and then be the best in your field. And, you know, that's how you succeed. Yeah. You, you know, I, I mean, another real estate agent, another fitness coach, another, you know, and even podcasts, that's why, that's why podcasts are successful because each podcast is very individual. Like you do mm -hmm. your thing and it's completely different from other people. So you can express yourself, but imagine right. podcasts would be exactly like always the same, identically the same, 
who would be the best one? Probably the most famous person. And then all of you would be like, whatever, right? Yep, yep, but because yep. you give it your own flavor, you you make it your show and you have the special vibe about you. That's why people like you and maybe yeah. not someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel you. Yep. So when you're working now with uh, everything that's going on with lockdown and all that, how do you, can you hypnotize people over Zoom or? Yes. Zoom, okay, so FaceTime. it doesn't have to be in person? No, it, it works. It, it works just as well. Um, it helps if you've been hypnotized before. So you know this feeling. So it's easier over the screen. But even people that have been never hypnotized before, there are different inductions. You have inductions in person, then you have specific inductions and techniques for the screen where you just tell them maybe to focus on a spot and do do specific things, breathing, this, that. And it works just as well. I have some coaching sometimes with like 30 people in, in one call. And um, it's amazing. And again, what you said, if people tell me, so what if I don't believe in hypnosis? I tell them, I don't need you to believe in hypnosis. I need you to really want the result that we're working on. If you right, don't believe in right. hypnosis, but you tried everything, you need to quit smoking because you literally will get lung cancer. Like you have to quit. You don't believe, but you're willing to try and to, you trust me. I can work with you. On the other hand, if you're a huge fan of hypnosis, you're like, dude, I love this stuff. And then I'm like, okay, what can I help you with? And you're like, uh, whatever, let's do something. Won't work as well. It's yeah, not yeah. about the belief as much into what I do. It's about how much do you want the results? How committed are you to actually change changing your life? Now, if so if you're on if you're on Zoom, yeah, it makes sense. If, if you're on Zoom though, and let's say you have somebody hypnotized, and then it cuts out, are they stuck? <laughs> that happened a few times. It's annoying. Oh, uh, no, but. <laughs> Some people gone really deep, but uh, but most people don't go in really deep. So after after maybe one or two minutes, they usually notice that the voice is not there. They can come out. It's not like it's not like you're caught like this movie Get Out, right? It yeah. messed with my business. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. It's not like that. I put you in a very light trance. Also, it, it's it's probably deeper in person, or it's also deeper if I need you need to put you in really really deep. But for the basic things like confidence, smoking, better diet habits, uh, no procrastination, get up on time. This all just needs a very slight uh, state of fade up, which is the state that you enter several times a day. When you drive home the same route over and over again in your car and you're like, was that last traffic like green? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. completely in trance. When yeah. you watch a movie and you cry because someone died. You're in trance because your brain can tell the difference in that second between reality and fiction, right? You know it's an actor. You know you're watching an actor, and yet you're like, wow, and you're cheering up. You're feeling, right? Yeah. You're in hypnosis. When you listen gotcha, to a song, gotcha. you're in hypnosis. When you smell something, and it's an anchor. When you smell something, it reminds you of your grandma baking cookies. It's hypnosis. So how does it compare to being audited in, in like at, over at the Celebrity Center? <laughs> like, what's the difference? Biology is my hobby. Don't get me started. People make fun of me. Like why? people go fishing, people go rollerblading as why a hobby. Is it, why is it? Why is it your hobby though? Like, what do you Dude, mean by hobby? I, first of all, my mom and me, we always started watching uh, all those Scientology documentaries when I was little, and my mom was always like obsessed. I'm like, this is so crazy. It's kind of creepy, but kind of cool. No, Scientology is uh, freaking brilliant. Yes, they pretty much do what I do, but they turn it into an evil direction. Well, I turn it into, you know, a good direction, black magic, white magic. The beginning of Scientology, when you first enter, is very much self-help. They give you good stuff, good value, good content. They do great movies. They teach you about self-love, about family um, connection and all of that. But later on, they have a so-called bridge, you know, and everybody tries to uh, reach the state of clear. Uh, when you clear, you know, you're a so-called, uh, you, you reach your highest OT level, which is, oh, what does the OT stand for? Uh, optimum Thaden. So you now know you're in full control of your emotions. You're in full control of how your life is going. So this is what they teach. 
Um, no, the difference to auditing is that auditing is pretty much just a lie detector. This is they already play with your fear. You don't want to embarrass yourself. You go into the center, everybody looks nice, and you don't want to answer a question. They say they ask you something intimate and you ask wrong. You don't want those people that don't even know you to say, like, well, that was that was a lie. So people are honest. So people are honest, and you already get them in this slight state of fear, which is flight or fright, right? And they also get into a, a light state of trance almost then. And then they just have incredible salespeople, incredible salespeople. It starts off with 99 bucks, 299, 499. And then um, eventually, if you stay in Scientology and you actually want to finish everything they offer, the minimum is $650,000. So, um, but yes, they work with very similar techniques. They work a lot with NLP, which is neuro linguistic programming. So, hypnosis through language, invisible influence. Um, yeah, it's actually. If they would have the same training but use it for good stuff, man, they could be a church. They could, or even an incredible organization. They only made it a church to mess with the IRS because now they're tax exempt. In the end, so, they're just the biggest real estate company. They're the biggest real estate company hiding behind a hiding behind a cult. All they do is buy real estate. They own all of Clearwater, Florida. They have the nicest buildings in a lot of downtown areas and huge cities. Germany has a lot of them. Um, in the end, it's just real estate uh, into a huge, huge fund with maybe probably eight to 12 people that have their billions on their tax exempt. I mean, think about this. Yeah, they don't pay yeah. anything to the IRS since 30 years. I think 30 years ago in the 80s or something, they won the they won in court and IRS was like, have that. Gotcha. Have it. So how do I how do how do I know uh how do I know that you're not sitting here trying to neurolinguist something something like me Program while we're talking you? here? Yeah, like how, how do I know that? Because uh, because I'm a good person. <laughs> because I'm good. No, because I know. I, I'm just messing with you. I thought it was. I thought it'd be funny that. that uh, no, anyway. yeah, no. But um, uh, one of my mentors says uh, he teaches hypnosis, and he says, "Yo, this in the wrong hands can cause a lot of harm." But here comes the funny part too. The only thing that is stronger than hypnosis is our deep, deep primal instinct. So let's say I hypnotize you on stage. And you're down for it. We're going to do some fun stuff. I make you a chicken. You're down for it. I'll make you think you're a stripper. You take your shirt off. You're down for it. But let's say I tell you, oh, and later on, you're going to take 200 bucks out of your brother's wallet. It might be either snap out of it and say like, what? Or you simply stay in trance, but this is something you won't, you won't accept the su suggestion. Right. That's why before a session, I talk with the people exactly about what we're going to work on. So we're all on the same page. And then in trance, they're very suggestible, very open to what I'm going to say, because mm -hmm. I pretty much repeat back to them what they told me. You want gotcha. to quit smoking? I tell you to quit smoking. I, I, I won't tell you to also leave your girlfriend right, because this, right, is, right. this is not what you want. Right. So that's where, that's where you're like, okay, how far does hypnosis work? And, and, and you, you can go against someone's will if you're, if you're truly evil and super unethical, but I don't even dig into this. I don't even try to find out what, how. So you never met a hot guy in LA and told him, put him in trance and told him to leave his girlfriend for you. No, no, I'm just messing. With you. I'm just <laughs> no, messing. With you. So, no. <laughs> so, Mag, do you go my? Do you go by Maggie or? Ma yeah, do Mag, do, okay. do Maggie because I'm over this whole Magdalena thing in 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 America. It's just too much of a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, Maggie, listen. Uh, what's like coming for you in the future? Like, what are your plans? Like, what are you what are you aiming to do over the next year or so? Seminars. I feel like this pop star that can't perform. I want to do seminars. I want to blast music, have people jump and scream. I scream at them. They scream back at me. I scream at them. Yeah, they yeah, scream the back energy. at me. You know, this whole Tony Robbins vibe. Energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, travel more because, uh, you know, I switched through different visas, this and that for the non-Americans. They know how much of a pain in the ass that is as well. All these visas, you can't travel for a while. Then you can travel again. Then you have to wait for the paperwork to go through. So travel more, connect it to my work, speak more, share more about hypnosis, tell people it's not only this whole creepy, right? 
uh, cliche that people have. It's a really cool thing. Um, that's it. Keep my friends and family healthy. Meet some more cool, cool. people. Do more podcasts. Awesome. Uh, and just, you know, spread the word. Support and awesome. be supported. Awesome. Well, guys, listen, go support Maggie. Uh, how can the audience get in touch with you if they uh, want to gauge with you further? What's the yeah, best way? Yeah, I mean, any social media platform, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, it's all the same username. Uh, Clubhouse, obviously, if you aren't on this yet, please do so. I mean, you and me met through this, and I think you and me agree that the value on there for free, it won't be for free forever. Watch out, people. I give it three to maybe six months until the stuff will probably be charged for. Um, yeah. What, yeah. Are, what are you on Clubhouse? The same as Instagram? Yes, Magdusia. Magdusia is actually, since my mom is Polish, a cute version of my name is Magdusia. When you're Magdalena, it's like Magdusia. Uh, and I made okay. it like into a cool Americanized version. Then I just kept it because I had it for so many years. So, so it's M-A-G-D-U-S-H-Y-A, Magdusia. Check her yes, out, sir. Instagram, Clubhouse. Go go hit her up and tell her that you heard her on the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy C-Rock. You guys have been listening to the Waymo What Are You Made Of podcast and guys, I'm so glad to have you uh, as listeners and supporters of the movement. Go get that rocket fuel book too at mikecrock.com forward slash book, mikecrock.com forward slash book. And until next time, be good. Thank you, Maggie. I want to remind you that the rocket fuel book is available at my website, mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's mikecrock.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode.